chapter twenty five of the ship of stars this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the ship of stars by arthur quiller couch chapter twenty five the wreck of the samaritan taffy stood for a moment listening he judged the wreck to be somewhere on the near side of the lighthouse between it and the mouth of the creek that was if she had already struck if not the gale and the set of the tide together would be sweeping her eastward perhaps right across the mouth of the creek and if he could discover this his course would be to run back intercept the coast-guard and send him around by the upper bridge he waited for a second signal to guide him a flare or a rocket but none came the beach lay in the lew of the weather deep in the hills hollow and trembly landlocked by the windings of the creek but above him the sky kept it screaming as though the bare ridges of the headland were being shelled by artillery he resolved to keep along the lower slopes and search his way down to the creek's mouth when he would have sight of any signal shown along the coast for a mile or two to the east and northeast the night was now as black as a wolf's throat but he knew every path and fence so he scrambled up the low cliff and began to run following the line of stunted oaks and tamarisks which fenced it and on the ridges where the blown hail took him in the face crouching and scuttling like a crab sideways moving his legs only from the knees down in this way he had covered half a mile and more when his right foot plunged in a rabbit hole and he was pitched headlong into the tamarisks below their boughs bent under his weight but they were tough and he caught at them and just saved himself from rolling over into the black water he picked himself up and began to rub his twisted ankle and at that instant in a lull between two gusts his ear caught the sound of splashing yet a sound so unlike the lapping of the driven tide that he peered over and down between the tamarisk boughs hello there hello a voice answered is that someone alive here mate for christ's sake hold on whereabouts are you down in this here cruel water the words ended in a shuddering cough right hold on for a moment taffy's ankle pained him but the wrench was not serious the cliff shelved easily he slid down clutching at the tamarisk boughs which whipped his face where are you i can't see here the voice was not a dozen yards away swimming no i've got a water breaker can't hold on much longer i believe you can touch bottom there hey i can't hear try to touch bottom it's firm sand hereabouts so i can the splashing and coughing came nearer came close taffy stretched out a hand a hand icy cold fumbled and gripped it in the darkness christ where's a place to lie down here on this rock they peered at each other but could not see the man's teeth chattered close to taffy's ear warm my hands mate there's a good chap he lay on the rock and panted taffy took his hands and began to rub them briskly where's the ship where's the ship he seemed to turn over the question in his mind and then stretched himself with a sigh how the hell should i know what's her name taffy had to ask the question twice 
the samaritan of newport brigantine coals she carried han't you such a thing as a match it seems funny to me talkin here like this and me not knowin you from adam he panted between the words and when he had finished lay back and panted again hurt asked taffy after a while the man sat up and began to feel his limbs quite as though they belonged to some other body no i reckon not then we'd best be starting the tide's rising my house is just above here he led the way along the slippery foreshore until he found what he sought a foot-track slanting up the cliff here he gave the sailor a hand and they mounted together on the grass slope above they met the gale and were forced to drop on their hands and knees and crawl taffy leading and shouting instructions the sailor answering each with ay ay mate to show that he understood but about half-way up these answers ceased and taffy looking round and calling found himself alone he groped his way back for twenty yards and found the man stretched on his face and moaning i can't i can't my poor brother i can't taffy knelt beside him on the soaking turf your brother had you a brother on board the man bowed his face again upon the turf taffy upright on both knees heard him sobbing like a child in the roaring darkness come he coaxed and putting out a hand touched his wet hair come they crept forward again but still as he followed the sailor cried for his drowned brother up the long slope to the ridge of the headland where with the lighthouse and warm cottage windows in view all speech and hearing were drowned by stinging hail and the blown grit of the causeway humility opened the door to them taffy where have you been there has been a wreck yes yes the coastguard is down by the lighthouse the men there saw her before she struck they kept signalling till it fell dark they had sent off before that she drew back shrinking against the dresser as the lamplight fell on the stranger taffy turned and stared too the man's face was running with blood and looking at his own hands he saw that they also were scarlet he helped the poor wretch to a chair bandages can you manage she nodded and stepped to a cupboard the sailor began to wail again like an infant see above the temple here the cut isn't serious taffy took down a lantern and lit it the candle shone red through the smears his fingers left on the horn panes i must go and help if you can manage i can manage she answered quietly he strode out and closing the door behind him with an effort faced the gale again down in the lee of the lighthouse the lamps of the coastguard carriage gleamed foggily through the rain the men were there discussing george among them he had just galloped up the chief officer went off to question the survivor while the rest began their search they searched all that night they burned flares and shouted their torches dotted the cliffs after an hour the chief officer returned he could make nothing of the sailor who had fallen silly from exhaustion or the blow on his head but he divided his men into three parties and they began to hunt more systematically taffy was told off to help the westernmost gang and search the rocks below the lighthouse once or twice he and his comrades paused in their work hearing as they thought a cry for help 
but when they listened it was only one of the other parties hailing the gale began to abate soon after midnight and before dawn had blown itself out day came filtered slowly through the rack of it to the southeast and soon they heard a whistle blown and there on the cliff above them was george vile on horseback in his red coat with an arm thrown out and pointing eastward he turned and galloped off in that direction they scrambled up and followed to their astonishment after following the cliffs for a few hundred yards he headed inland down and across the very slope up which taffy had crawled with the sailor they lost sight of his red coat among the ridges two or three taffy amongst them ran along the upper ground for a better view well this beats all panted the foremost below them george came into view again heading now at full gallop for a group of men gathered by the shore of the creek a good half mile from its mouth and beyond midway across the sandy bed where the river wound lay the hull of a vessel high and dry her deck naked of wheelhouse and hatches canted toward them as if to cover from the morning the long wounds ripped by her uprooted masts the men beside him shouted and ran on but taffy stood still it was monstrous a thing inconceivable that the seas should have lifted a vessel of three hundred tons and carried her half a mile up that shallow creek yet there she lay a horrible thought seized him could she have been there last night when he had drawn the sailor ashore and had he left four or five others to drown close by in the darkness no the tide at that hour had scarcely passed half flood he thanked god for that well there she lay high and dry with plenty to attend to her it was time for him to discover the damage done to the lighthouse plant and machinery perhaps to the building itself in half an hour the workmen would be arriving he walked slowly back to the house and found humility preparing breakfast where is he taffy asked meaning the sailor in bed didn't you meet him he went out five minutes ago i couldn't keep him to look for his brother he said taffy drank a cupful of tea took up a crust and made for the door go to bed dear his mother pleaded you must be worn out i must see how the works have stood it on the whole they had stood it well the gale indeed had torn away the wire table and cage and thus cut off for the time all access to the outer rock for while the sea ran at its present height the scramble out along the ridge could not be attempted even at low water but from the cliff he could see the worst the waves had washed over the building tearing off the temporary covers and churning all within planks scaffolding everything floatable had gone and strewed the rock with matchwood and a marvel to see one of his two heaviest winches had been lifted from inside hurled clean over the wall and lay collapsed in the wreckage of its cast-iron frame but so far as he could see the dovetailed masonry stood intact a voice hailed him what a night what a night it was old pazak aloft on the gallery of the lighthouse in his yellow oilers already polishing the lantern panes taffy's workmen came straggling and gathered about him they discussed the damage together but without addressing taffy until a little pock-marked fellow the wag of the gang nudged a mate slyly and said aloud by god bill we can build a bit you and me and the boss all the men laughed and taffy laughed too blushing yes this had been in his mind he had measured his work against the sea in his fury and the sea had not beaten him 
a cry broke in upon their laughter it came from the base of the cliff to the right a cry so insistent that they ran toward it in a body far below them on the edge of a great boulder which rose from the broken water and seemed to overhang it stood the rescued sailor he was pointing taffy was the first to reach him it's my brother it's my brother sam taffy flung himself full length on the rock and peered over a tangle of oar weed awash rose and fell about its base and from under this as the frothy waves drew back he saw a man's ankle protruding and a foot still wearing a shoe it's my brother wailed the sailor again i can swear to the shoe of n End of chapter twenty five